Welcome to the Biz Times MKE podcast and another episode of the Weekly Debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, Managing Editor at Biz Times Media, and I'm joined on the Weekly Debrief, as always, by Biz Times Editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm good. I, you know, I'm looking forward to, to Father's Day. going to try to play some golf with my dad and my son, and I'm certain my 74-year-old dad is going to absolutely destroy me and my <laughs> kid at golf. And, heck, my kid is hitting the ball far. My kid can probably out. My 17-year-old can drive me now, so they might both beat me. So I'll try to, like, enjoy myself and not get too unhappy if, uh, if I finish third. Yeah. You know, we I know you're competitive, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a humbling game. I I got out for the first time uh, in a while last weekend, uh, next in Madison at the, the Glenway oh, course cool. that um, Mike Kaiser, who's involved in Sand Valley, put a bunch of money into um, refurbishing it. It was fun. Hit the ball all right, but uh, when you haven't played in a long time, you uh, have zero touch around the greens. So that was my discovery of the day. Oh, yeah. It is indeed very humbling. It can be very frustrating. Absolutely. Uh, well, if it's humbling, just go watch the U.S. Open, and they'll hopefully you'll see them struggling at some point this weekend, although first day didn't really suggest that. Uh, let's dive in with our Insider Story Spotlight. That is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that are available only to BizTimes Insiders, if you are already an insider. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate that support. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, please do consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month will get you discounted admissions to some of our events, access to all the stories on our website, biztimes.com, along with other insider benefits. So go to biztimes.com, click on the subscribe button, and sign up. Andrew, what is your insider story spotlight this week? My choice uh, for this week is um, news to visit Milwaukee is going to be launching a, a rebrand ahead of the, of course, the RNC coming next year. You know, I don't normally get too excited about rebrands, but this one is very interesting. Obviously, Visit Milwaukee is extremely important. It promotes uh, Milwaukee as a visitor's destination. And there's a lot of good things happening right now with Milwaukee on the tourism front. Um, obviously, uh, after COVID, there was a downturn for tourism universally. But coming out of COVID, there was a big rebound. And for Milwaukee... And the state of Wisconsin as well experienced a record year in terms of tourism revenue and economic impact, according to a recent report last year. And Milwaukee has an awful lot to look forward to with the RNC is the biggest event that's ever happened in Milwaukee. So you've got that to look forward to. You've got an upcoming expansion of the convention center, you know, doubling its size. That's going to lead to a lot more conventions and events in the city and a big economic impact. We've seen the impact of the cruise ships. That's a cool addition to Milwaukee. So there's just a lot to like about what's happening in Milwaukee. And it's interesting to see, you know, and with the RNC, like I said, Milwaukee's going to be, it's going to be the center of the world's attention during that time period. And visit Milwaukee is kind of striking while the iron's hot, taking advantage of this opportunity to, Really called the aggressive rebrand brand to market the city at this time. So it's a cool opportunity to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. And Peggy Williams Smith is uh, definitely an interesting leader 
Uh, we had our own Leadership Lens podcast we do with Marquette University President Michael Lovell um, a few months back. And uh, she's she started out serving, you know, serving tables and, and bartending um, and has worked her way through the hospitality industry to now lead, you know, the convention tourism um, bureau for the, the region, for the, for the city at least. Um, yeah. But a lot of interesting, you know, insights she had in that podcast talking about kind of her she's kind of hardwired to say yes. Right. When you're, when you're in service, you're, you know, you're, you gotta, the customer's always right. You got to figure out how to get to yes. And, um, you know, how she handles that as a leader is kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, my insider story spotlight this week focuses on one. We, uh, sorry, we talked about a, a few months back. Uh, we told you about, uh, an act, group of activist investors, uh, who were former executives, leaders at uh, what was then Bucyrus International. Um, this group came together to um, put together, I guess, kind of a fund or, or a group, WM Argyle, um, led by Ryan Bogenschneider. Um, they were kind of pushing for a, a change in leadership at this company, uh, Broadwind Incorporated, which is based in Cicero, Illinois, but has big plants in Wisconsin, um, makes uh, some pretty uh, big uh, structures and equipment and different things. Um, but they were pushing for that, pushing for change. And Ashley Smart had a story this week closing the loop on that. Uh, Broadwind shareholders did not vote uh, with the activist group. They retained the existing board. Uh, so just wanted to close the loop on that. Uh, something we covered previously and, and followed through on to the end here. We will shift gears to our big story of the week in a moment. Uh, before we do, I do want to highlight that we've got our annual Women in Business Symposium coming up in August, August 23rd in the morning at the Brookfield Conference Center. Uh, we have a great uh, program shaping up. Uh, it's a full morning. Uh, we have a keynote conversation with Julie Brandt, the President of Building Solutions North America at Johnson Controls. We have a panel uh, discussion that fo- featured leaders from the Sherman Phoenix Foundation, Baird, Berghammer Construction, uh, Melissa uh, Tajian from Compost Crusader, Compost Crusader, all moderated by Kathy Thornton Bias, the Boys and Girls Club. And we'll hear from our Woman Executive of the Year, Kathy Jacobson of Freighter Health, which we announced that this week. Plus, then we have breakout sessions. It's a great event. Lots packed into the morning. Uh, and we're running uh, with early bird pricing uh, through J- June 30th. Uh, tickets will be $60. That goes up to 80 on Ju- uh, July 1st. So please do uh, consider uh, making time to, to come to our annual Women in Business event. Go to biztimes.com slash annual dash events and find the Women in Business tab and click there for more information. We're really excited about that lineup for that event and that event just does very well year after year after year that's a great draw and a lot of passion a lot of interest in it so don't don't delay in signing up because that it fills up fast there's a ton of interest it will, it will draw well it, it consistently does absolutely well let's move to that big story of the week that i mentioned and it's an interesting one uh the uh, wisconsin center district announced this week uh, they will be presenting or they'll have, be hosting um, Beyond King Tut, the immersive experience, 
Uh, so the National Geographic Society and Paquin Entertainment Group production um, honors the centennial of the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Um, it'll be at the Baird Center starting in October. And this is the fourth uh, in a series of similar things. There was the Beyond Van Gogh um, exhibit, Beyond Monet, Immersive Nutcracker. Um, the Van Gogh one in particular um, opened in July 2021 and was actually extended twice um, and attracted more than 200,000 visitors. Was the highest grossing event in Wisconsin Center District, uh, or Wisconsin Center, which I should call the Baird Center now. Um, I'll, I'll get that one as soon as I get the American Family Field Miller <laughs> Park one, and we can we can have an over-under on how many times I screwed up. Uh, but uh, it was the highest grossing event in that venue's history, which is, you know, certainly interesting in, in, you know, many months and like I said, two extensions. Uh, so here's another example, even just the one photo, um, you know, a couple photos. Yeah. Put one photo. Um, looks pretty cool. Looks like it'd be fun to go to, especially if you have kids. It's kind of a different, different approach to historical, um, stuff, but it's a way of, it's pretty like, like the name says, it's immersive. Yeah, you know, not everyone can just go and fly off to Cairo and, you know, see artifacts of ancient Egypt. So this is a unique opportunity. Um, I think this is a big deal and it's, it's interesting on a number of levels. First of all, you're talking about, you know, you know, the exhibit. It's, you know, it's a virtual thing, you know, it's immersive, but, you know, it's a cool traveling exhibit. Um, you know, it's, Previously been to New York, Los Angeles, San Diego, Boston, Washington, D.C., and Vancouver. So, I mean, pretty much top-tier cities that are that are getting this. And as you mentioned, the Wisconsin Center, now Baird Center, um, has had these other ones. Van Gogh one was a huge success. I just think it's it's really interesting that, you know, you think of a convention center as a place for, obviously, conventions, you know, meetings trade shows, stuff like that, and, and generally um, events that are attracting people from, you know, outside of town. I mean, there are some events like the auto show, you know, the boat show that, that attract more locals, but a lot of these are events that are attracting people from out of town. Now, here's an event that I think, you know, the attraction is mostly regional, but, um you know, it's an op- it's, it's a cool entertainment opportunity to add to the mix downtown. You know, you, you mentioned the Van Gogh, Beyond, Beyond Van Gogh um, immersive experience attracted 200,000 people. I mean, that's 200,000 people coming to downtown Milwaukee. So that's a, that's a boost for the downtown. You mentioned the, the revenue boost that it gives to the Wisconsin Center District. That's great. Just another way to use the convention center, an, an interesting, different way to use this important community asset as we're the community is investing a lot of money in this facility there's a 450 million dollar expansion going on to the the baird center that will be completed next year so a lot is being invested in this facility and you know i think the excitement of having the rnc which will take advantage of that facility and more conventions is great but also things like this a, a new use of it and you know, under Marty Brooks' leadership, we've seen, um, you know, new investments and new uses for Wisconsin Center District facilities. So pretty, pretty interesting and, and pretty cool opportunity. And, and I, 
I predict the King Tut thing does really well. I think, you know, as you mentioned, the Van Gogh was a huge hit. You know, the King Tut, I think there's a lot of interest in ancient Egypt. I think that's fascinated people. King Tut was, when that was discovered in 1922, that, you know, captivated the world. So I think it's just one of those things that could be very, very popular. And so I, I predict this does well. I, I could be wrong, but I, I predict this does very, very well and is a big hit and draws a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know, to know, um, you know, does it eclipse that the Van Gogh one? I think there was, you know, you had the, the benefit of maybe some unique post COVID or I don't know if it was post COVID at that point, but, uh, amidst COVID, there was people that kind of yeah, come out of lockdowns, wanted to get out of the house, wanted to go do something that probably helped drive, you know, mm-hmm. some of that traffic. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, just because it doesn't eclipse doesn't mean you don't do other, you know, ones again. Um, and as much, I mean, so, you know, this has run previously in New York and LA and it's currently in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it's going to go to Hartford, Connecticut as well. But I mean, so as much as, you know, you want to, on the one hand, it's like, uh, certainly the Wisconsin Center District should be praised for a willingness to, to do things that are out of the normal box of, you know, conventions, meetings, you know, things like that. You know, so that it is existing other places that so we're not, you know, unique in doing this, but they're the one, you know, they're the ones booking it and choosing to to bring it in and choosing to not be dogmatic about what kind of thing has to be in the um, convention center. Yeah, I think it, it adds to just the momentum downtown has. And, and again, the west side of downtown has seen a lot of new entertainment opportunities by performing the Deer District, the Milwaukee, or, or the 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 Symphony Center, the um, Bradley Symphony Center, you know, having more reasons to bring people downtown is a big deal, is a big opportunity, and so this is a, a having the fourth one of these. It's a great opportunity for downtown to bring more people in and provide an economic benefit to every business, you know, hotels, restaurants, and everything else downtown. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll have to wait and see um, if how it performs. Uh, I think Andrew, you mentioned you're gonna you're you'll be amongst those going. So I hope so. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check it out, and you'll have to report back to us uh, come October. Yeah. Until then, that'll do it for this week on the Biz Times MK podcast and the weekly debrief. Thanks for joining me, as always, Andrew. You bet. This is Dan Meyer with Biz Times Media. You've been listening to the Biz Times MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.